0: Hey, how's everybody doing today? It is Thursday, August 17th, at exactly 7.30 in the morning. How about that? That's pretty weird, considering I've just been holding onto my phone now for a minute, staring off into space. So, it's kind of crazy that I just sort of came back around right now for it. Um, But, uh, yeah, today, um, I don't really have anything in particular you know, um, to go over, not like, not, not any, any major topic or whatever, I guess aside from one thing, I feel like if you're listening, there's, it's like a 50-50 shot, you're either gonna be like, "Ah, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep listening to this, or you're gonna be like, oh man, screw this guy, I I can't, I don't want to listen to another one of them, and, um, so, you know, this, this, could be, uh, this could be a good or a bad episode, but like I said, you know, I'll try to, I try to or I will try to be as unbiased as I can through these types of sporting discussions and stuff like that and give credit where credit is due and that kind of thing. But today, I guess today, maybe for a little while at least if I don't break off into another tangent, we're talk about a little subject that I hold dear to my heart, called Kentucky basketball. Okay. More importantly, we're just going to talk about the team that has come in this year, um, which is, um, which is literally, by the numbers, the best recruiting class of all time. Now, me saying that alone is probably going to make a lot of people mad because a lot of people are going to say, "Well, that's not what it's about, bro. It's about winning games and winning championships." Yeah, that's true. It is. And uh, Kentucky has won the most games, and we've got the second most championships. So we're doing something right. But most of that was made in the past. The championships. We've won a lot of games. I think that Coach Cal's got, like, still has somewhere around, like, an 80% winning percentage over the past, you know, like... um, eight years that he's been here, I think, at Kentucky, since he left Memphis, so like 80% winning percentage, Um, and most of those losses can be attributed to like one season, to be honest with you. It was a pretty terrible year, Lost in the first round of the NIT tournament that year after we won the national championship the year before, but, you know, this season we're bringing in, we're we're bringing in a, a, a pretty stout crew, you know uh somehow coach Cal has has wrapped uh wrapped up six five-star recruits which has never been done um and to be honest with you and i'm not saying this like to brag um or anything but it was something that like i didn't even know that you could do I, i didn't know you could do that like what's the scholarship limit i mean jesus because, you know, I know a team, a basketball team, is like, what, like 14 or 15 guys, you know? And I'd probably say out of those 14 or 15 that are on our, our team, that are on UK's team, um, I want to say it's like something like only five, maybe six of them, are just walk-ons right now, not playing for a scholarship, including the coach's kid, you know, Brad Calipari. who has got a pretty good pretty good three ball but anyway um you know six five-star recruits and if i'm thinking correctly i think that we've got three four stars to go along with that like new guys it's at least two but i think it's three and there's a couple of returning guys from last year. Like, literally a couple. So don't, you know, if you're not a Kentucky fan and you're listening to this, don't roast me for it. Because it's like, I'll say, a, you think I say a couple and I'm talking about, like, there's like three or four guys. No, there's like literally two people coming back. Um, aside from the walk-ons, of course. I'm talking about, like, star guys that got minutes and performed and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I think that it... You know it looks pretty good looks looks pretty good looks like a good team you know looks like a good group of guys I'm hoping that they've got enough going for them to be able to really you know make some magic happen and set everything else aside and play together so if they can figure it out and they can set whatever not really differences but if they can set their own ambition aside play some team ball maybe a little bit of defense got a reasonable shot but that's not really saying much because that's what it takes for every team to win a championship is you got to play team ball and you got to play defense that's those pretty much the two keys because any i think any basketball player is pretty good offensively at least decent offensively but it's hard to be a good defensive team There's a lot of key factors you got to do. You know, you got to play good in the front court and the back court. You got to wipe the glass. You know, you got to have good shot blocking or just good rim defense in general. Um, And I mean, you got to be able to stretch and and stuff like that as they go from man to zone. And you got to be able to play a press without gassing yourself and stuff like that. Wow, listen to me. I just said gassing. Gassing yourself. Um, so I mean, it's it's hard, you know, when I played basketball in, in my younger years, I was never really that, I was like the opposite. I was one of the rare people that was not good offensively, but I could, I could play some pretty, I could play some pretty good defense. I could play some, play some pretty good lockdown defense. I never really had it offensively. You know, I never really had it. I was never all there, you know. I was a pretty good spot-up shooter, but never, never had it, like, when I was a kid, I was like the tallest kid on our team, aside from like one or two years, and, you know, like playing basketball when you're like a teenager and stuff, it's like a little difficult when you're taller than everybody, just because you're like that goofy tall kid, you know? Like, that was me. You know, I was like that goofy white dude that, like, wasn't wasn't necessarily slow, and I had good coordination, but it was just like, like I had somebody when I was in ROTC, I had I was running I was running track one time, and I had this girl behind me that I like just came up behind her and I was talking to her and then I went and passed her. And, you know, you're wearing track shorts. Your track shorts are super-duper short, you know. Like, you know, halfway or less than halfway down your thigh. And number one, she told me how great my legs looked, um, which, you know, I guess I appreciate that. That's cool. Thanks. Good looking out. She told me how great my legs looked. Then she also said that it looked like... um, She also said it looked like, like a... Two, two-legged gazelle was running, like, taking big, long, <laughs> like, striding steps running, and it's not like I'm that tall, I don't want to give off the wrong, uh, I don't want to give off the wrong idea, dude, I'm, like, six feet tall, like, that's it, but, you know, I guess, what, the average chick is, like, five six or something, so, I mean, I guess I'm you know, I'm considerably taller than the average woman, but that doesn't mean anything. But anyway, wow, what a what a hellacious tangent. Anyway, so I was never really with it offensively, but I could play good defense. You know, I like was good in the post. I could back you down uh, if I had to, uh, but I could only back you down and kick the ball out. I could, I could, I could play some. I could play some pretty tenacious defense. <laughs> So, I, that was the one thing that I was good at. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to win, you you got to have it all. There's nobody has ever won, nobody's ever won, like, a whole lot of games. Nobody's ever won a championship for being one-sided on the ball. You know what I mean? you got you to gotta be good on both sides of the ball. Or you at least got to be really good on one side and decent enough on the other to, to get by. Like if you're just like an offensive like powerhouse, but you play mediocre defense, like maybe you can rely on getting a few stops here and there, but then just shooting the lights out and outscoring the other team. Like like maybe you could get away with that. But for the most part, you gotta be good on on both ends. But I think that if you, I mean, if you get on YouTube and you look at these kids, I mean, obviously they've got it offensively, because I think that that is what high school ball is. There's some guys that can play defense. Like, we've got some guys, um, I'm trying to think, I mean, Kevin Knox is a pretty tall, pretty, pretty tall, he's a pretty tall guy, um, I don't know. Taiwan or not Ty, well Taiwan Ty yards tall but he's not really big so like winning Gabriel that's a returning guy who bulked up by the way Jesus that kid is so stout now he is so jacked it's outrageous you look at his before and after picture June of this year he looks like he is probably fit I mean he's a basketball player so he's definitely fit but you look at last season before June, it's 21 days transformation and this kid came out looking like a Greek god and he is dark dude like whoo dark I mean it's just so black But he's, he's definitely African though so I hope um, people don't take that as me being racist or anything it's just an observation um you know I've, I've heard a couple of things and heard him talk a few times he seems like he'd be a pretty nice guy so but man he's fucking dark dude but anyway, I mean the reason I'm saying that is because he looks like he's like chiseled at a black granite, dude. Seriously. I mean, it's ridiculous. I could never make a transformation like he did. Well, okay, that's maybe a lie. Maybe if I had the trainers and a diet that he did, I could probably like go from being like decent average body type to like bam. Shredded. Cause like he is, dude, he's like cock diesel just outrageous now but anyway that extra size should definitely help him on defense and I mean anyway like I was saying these guys like in in high school it's pretty much all offense like all all offense that's what that's what they do that's how they get their name out driving the lane jamming it on people just being automatic from everywhere being able to shoot threes in people's faces like that's what a hoop mixtape is made of right there it's just like all offense And if you get, like, some good steals or, like, some good block shots in if you're a big man, that's going to help you out a lot, too. That's going to look really good. But it's, I I think that it's pretty rare. You know, um, when we had guys coming in, like Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins and even uh, Nerlens Noel, which Nerlens Noel tragically got hurt. You know, halfway through the season and he was really the only thing that we had good going for us that year was Nerlands. When he got hurt, our season just totally fell apart. But those guys coming in were like all purpose. These guys are gonna be able to do it for us. They're gonna have the, the power on all sides. You know, Anthony Davis was coming in as a prolific shot blocker already them was breaking freshman records and stuff. I mean, so, like, guy, it's guys like that. You know, DeMarcus Cousins was a... He was a house. It's like a Mack truck standing in the paint, dude, ready to guard you. Just ridiculous. So, you know, occasionally you'll get somebody like that. But for the most part, everybody coming out of high school was just... It's, it's all offense. They got a little bit, like, just a hair of defense. But it's all offense. And so Cal's job... You know, and a lot of people will give him a lot of a lot of shit for this because they'll say, he's not a coach, he's a recruiter. But it's like, man, if you think about it, you know, we've had some good runs. We've had a lot of good runs. We've had more good runs than we've had bad runs. And all of that has to do with you're getting these guys, five-star recruits, guys who, are, who have only been used to the, the greatest player they've played uh, is, you know, the occasional guy in an AAU tournament, you know, once a year or something. You know, something crazy like that. Or like when they're in high school, maybe they face another stout team. Oh, excuse me. I had to yawn. That was weird. But anyway, you know, maybe they'll face something else crazy and, and they'll play one other good player. But for the most part, it's just been all them, all offense, all the time. And he's got to get these guys to play together. He's got to get them to put aside everything that they want about just, I need to look good for the league, and we need to play as a team. And so I think that, you know, that deserves a lot more credit. Um, or just in general, Cal deserves a lot more credit for that than he actually gets. Because that's a hard job, man. And he's failed. He's failed a couple of times, you know. Um, and so it's... I don't think that uh, I don't think that he gets enough credit for what he does as a coach. You know, he everything people talk about always goes to just recruiting for him, which is definitely his strong suit. But that's not what he's all about. You know what I mean? He can get out there and he can actually coach them. He can get these kids to play together, and he can he can make something out of them. He can make winners out of them. You know. I mean, there's very few times when a bunch of guys are going to come together and play as, play really well without needing any kind of guidance. I mean, it's rare that that happens. You know, I think that anybody could say that. Anybody knows that. So to be able to get teenagers to do it, I think that you, you've got to be a good coach. You've you got to be. I, I mean, I just don't think there's any way you could do it. Maybe a bunch of grown men. You know, maybe LeBron James and all the NBA superstars could get together and they could figure out how to play together to win some games, like in the Olympics or some shit. But we're talking about kids here, man. We're talking about teenagers getting together, trying to put aside all that foolish, you know, dumb shit that, you know, makes you want to be the best, you know, ridiculous, just like all the the pride in the world and stuff when you're when you're a kid all that you know they got to put that aside i don't, i that's that's got to take some some guidance so i mean he's getting these guys to do that he's getting these guys to put it put it aside and play together for the most part you know and i mean one thing with this year that we're, he's got some sort of an advantage on is that these guys have these guys played together already a little bit, you know, they played for the men's national team, um, and was, uh, maybe, I think it was a FIBA tournament, but a FIBA tournament, you know, out in, uh, they played, I think they played in North Africa and in the Middle East and stuff like that, which I think is kind of weird, but anyway, um, and so, you know, it, uh, it, it's gonna be, a little easier, not to say that it's going to be easier, but it's going to be a little easier just because these kids have already played together on a high level I mean, these other FIBA teams, these aren't teenagers these other FIBA teams, these guys are are men they're out there playing for their country and stuff like that, I mean, they are pretty good I think they finished like bronze or silver this year, which again for a bunch of kids who have never played together to come together and play internationally that's a pretty big deal, it's a pretty big stage you know and so I think that, that bodes well for him. But, you know, again, he's still got some work to do because you still got to teach him to play defense, and that's tough. That's the hardest thing. I would say <clears throat> over the past eight years that Cal has been here, our team's biggest faults have been three-point shooting and defense. And it's never, it's never both of them on the same year, I don't think. You know, there was that year that again we went to the NIT and lost. That was probably both the same year. But for the most part, it's always one or the other. And so it's it you gotta you gotta weigh your options there as far as you know which one would you rather see. But if you can get lucky enough to be able to teach these kids, both of them, play team ball, play defense. And, You know, if we happen to have some offensive guys that are shooters, that would look really good. You know, that would help out a lot, and so it would, it would go, it would go better for us. But I think that uh, I think that we've got a chance this year, just because there's so many guys. You know, one of the most successful teams we ever had was the 38 and one season, and yeah, I guess you can make fun of me and roast me for saying yeah, 38 and one, they didn't do nothing, dude. 38 and one best regular season record of all time ever the only team to ever have a record that good was the 76 indiana hoosiers who had to win it all because they didn't have a 40 game season that's a big deal dude that's a big deal okay i mean don't act like that's that's not a cool thing you know don't don't act like that's not something that's never happened before because it is I mean, literally, I had guys. I had guys that I worked with at the time. Diehard Louisville fans, diehard Duke fans, North Carolina fans, that were afraid to play us. Granted, we lost to Wisconsin, so it was none of those guys that were worried about anything. Or it was. I never met a Badgers fan, you know, um, not in this area at least, not in this neck of the woods, um, but you know I mean guy they were nervous to play us I mean I got diehard Louisville fan my buddy Adam um guy I worked at AT AT&T with from Louisville diehard Louisville fan you know he totally never afraid to represent and and shoot the shit and talk basketball but could also give you an unbiased opinion he was never afraid to talk about how much better Louisville was than UK and I don't think that Louisville will ever be as good as UK just because, um, you know, number one, to hell with Rick Pitino, um, but I don't, and I, this is, you know, and I'm not even, I'm not even that much of a Louisville hater, you know, on the list of teams that I don't like, Louisville's not high on the list at all. Um, so, like, I'm not even saying that, I just know that they're just not as good as us, but... I mean, this guy was nervous about playing us because we were so stack loaded. I mean, the tallest, the shortest person on our team was six foot five. That played because I mean we had damn near two starting lineups. I mean we had the platoons, man, five in, five out, bro. We were never tired. We had we had two two five man teams of four and five star caliber players, the best in the the best in the league, the best in the NCAA. We had all 10 of them, going in and out, playing boom, 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 you know? And I mean, we, ne- we never got tired, we never got gas, and the only reason that we got beat by Wisconsin was, be- was Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker, those two guys. Because Frank Kaminsky was seven feet tall and could shoot threes. He could stretch your defense out when you weren't really ready for it. Because Carl Anthony Towns was that good, but it was good. He was I think he was as good and as skilled as Frank Kaminsky. He just didn't have enough experience at that level. And then Sam Decker was just automatic from everywhere. You know, he was killing it. From like in the tournament, like the game before they played us, and then when they played us. Sam Decker, he was just clutch from everywhere. He could not miss. He was banging threes everywhere. And so those two guys were what killed us, you know, as far as the Badgers are concerned. And Coach Cal played the same five guys like the entire second half. And you have stuck to a system all season. You've won 38 games. Last game of the year, for us, last game of the year, you play the same five guys the entire second half. You can't do that and expect to win. You can't do that. And he admitted that that was his fault. It was a, it was a coaching breakdown that caused us to lose. And it just sucks. Because I have no doubt in my mind that we would have went to the national championship game and we would have beat Duke. And I was rooting for Wisconsin to beat Duke because I hate Duke so much. Um, so, you know, I, like... You have a group of guys that can get like that and that can play together, that can be that good, you know. I don't think there's there's any room to say we can't do it again, we can't repeat it, because we've almost got that same scenario this season. We've almost got enough guys to be able to go rotate in and out, boom, 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 and put in... You know, a stack-loaded team of four and five stars and then switch them out for another stack-loaded team of four and five stars. We've almost got room for platoons. Now, I don't think that Cal's going to do that. I don't know if he said that he's ever going to do that again. But it's pretty successful. And I think that it's something that should at least be looked into. You know, um, because Cal's coaching style at the end is I got an idea of who I'm going to run starting five and I got an idea of who my guy's coming off the bench my six seven eight man nine man is going to be and pretty much it's all plugging and playing from from there for like the first half of the season like up until December up until Christmas it's plug and play finding out in 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 the pressure and crunch time who plays best together who reacts best together who handles the pressure best together so I mean when you when you take a look at it And you look at how he builds his team for the season. I mean, he's going to be throwing guys in and out of there anyway. So, he—he definitely, you know, platooning made a lot of sense that year. This year, maybe not as much because we don't have that much firepower. But at the same time, he's still going to have an idea and he's going to swap guys in and out for the first half of the season until we get a rhythm going. And we got another advantage this year. I'm pretty sure this is another one of those seasons where we've got a really tall team. Like, I'm pretty sure this season, I, I think that I heard this stat correctly. I could be making this up. I could be thinking of another, a previous season. But I'm pretty sure they said that we've got, like, the tallest team in the NCAA. And we've got, like, the second tallest team in the NBA. If you like were to take our players and put them all on an NBA roster, they'd be like the second tallest team in the NBA, and that's a pretty big deal. That's that's a pretty good advantage. And anybody who says that length is is not just saying that you got a tall team overall length is not an advantage. It, that's insane because that helps your front court and your back court tremendously having a lot of length like that. So. That's a big deal. That's always, that's always boded well for us. Every time we've had a long team, that's always been good for us. You know, that year that we had the 38-1 and team, I mean, there was a lot of guys that we were playing, a lot of teams that we played said that we could beat an NBA team because of how fast we were getting back on defense and because of, uh, because of how fast we were getting back on defense and because of how long we were. It was like an NBA team. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. If you can draw that kind of comparison um, and you can figure out how to play together, that's, that's good. That, you're going to have a good, a good year. And we did have a good year. 38-1 and one is not winning at all, but it's, it's pretty great. It's a pretty good season. So, you know, it's, it's, an, it's important to say, important to put it out there. But, you know, it's all – I hate having to wait. You know, we don't play our first game until, like, November – I'm pretty sure it's November. And that weight, oh god, the weight kills me. Oh, it's so hard. I hate it. Just because I'm not really into anything in the summertime, I don't really watch I don't watch baseball that much. If I can go to a game, I'll watch it, but I'm not gonna watch it on, you know, TV like my grandpa or something like that. It's just so boring to watch on TV. I could do it in person because you're more a part of the game. But I can't watch it on TV. I can't watch golf because, again, it's too boring. I can't watch NASCAR. I could watch like the first 10 to 20 laps and the last 10 to 20 laps just because that's when your best chance of seeing a bad wreck is in, in NASCAR. I could do that, you know, but I can't just sit and watch an entire race like my dad does. And I could watch tennis, but if the Olympics is on, that's what really saves my ass. Like, last year when the Olympics was on, I, could, I did that. That was my summer deal, was the, the Summer Olympics. And so, like, during the summertime, I don't have anything aside from the NBA Summer League, but that ends early in the summer, and then you're just waiting for football to come around because football starts in, um, like, late September, so you, that's like that's like all I have, and so I I cannot wait for basketball season. November. I hate wishing time away because I got a kid, and me wishing time for anything else means that's a less time. Not really less time that I've got with her, but it's like less time for memory, less time to sp- you know to spend together and stuff. So I hate wishing time away, but God, man, I cannot wait for. November to get here, dude, for basketball season. Man, I cannot wait to see these kids play. And, you know, one big thing about it, you know, or one one big thing in our favor, you know, whatever you, however you want to say it, is that, like, or one thing that it makes Kentucky great, that's how I'll put it, is just the the fan base, man. Like, seeing seeing us, you know seeing us uh, seeing us out there going to every game home or away filling up arenas no matter what city we're in i mean if you're if you're a fan of anybody else if you're a fan of any other of team i'm not going to take that away from you you're probably a good fan if you could stand up if you could defend them you're you're probably a good fan and i'm not going to say you're a bad fan cuz that's a dick move and that's not that's not what I'm what i'm going to do but I will stand and I will talk to somebody until I am blue in the face about how Kentucky fans, we, how we have, we are the best fan base, okay? R- period. That's, that's just, it's the end of discussion. There's, if you want to get in a conversation about it, that's fine, but if you want to get in an argument, you're going to lose. Because there is no team that has a better fan base than us. Period. There just, there just isn't. Like, the diehard ability, or I don't even know if, that's, if, if it's an ability, the diehardness of our team, um, just the, I mean, we're willing to go anywhere to see these guys play. We camp out days. We don't camp out a day. I mean, we camp out for, like, a week and a half, two weeks to get tickets to a practice. To a practice. There's nobody else doing that. Nobody else doing that. Not like us. Not like us. I mean, the main road, Avenue of Champions that goes down downtown Lexington, where they have the ticket sales and stuff like that, it looks like Skid Row in LA. All It's like a tent city from all the people. And I mean, people are grilling out. People are playing cornhole or bags or whatever the hell you want to call it, throwing the football. People are doing meet and greets with players as they're coming down, talking to the news. They go to the blue courts on campus to watch these guys play and stuff. Occasionally they'll come out of their dorms at night and play some some pickup games and stuff. I mean, like, it is part of life. It is a way of life here at Kentucky, okay? This is not a sport for us you know like a couple of days ago I was saying that people have people have these political views that are so a part of that they're that are so a part of them that that becomes their identity that they don't have an identity that is not their political view well that is the same way that Kentucky fans are you know when you meet a Kentucky fan when you're introduced to a Kentucky fan or whatever you know People will either preface it and say, watch out, he's a Kentucky fan. Watch out, she's a Kentucky fan. Or you'll meet somebody and you'll say, hey, you know, my name is Derpa Derpa Derp. How are you doing? All that yada, 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 BS. You get to talking about the stuff you like. Oh, well, I like Kentucky basketball. That's, that's it. That's there. It doesn't stop. It, it doesn't go anywhere else after that. Kentucky basketball. There is nobody else. There's no need for anybody else. You know, it is just as much a part of their identity as anybody's political views ever were. You know, I mean, people live and breathe Kentucky basketball. I mean, that's just the way that it is. You know, to the to the fullest extent, that's definitely their identity. And so, I don't know that there's anybody else that does it as big as we do. Duke has a lot of has good fans North Carolina's got good fans UCLA I guess has good fans I don't know I've never I've never met a UCLA fan so I don't know but UCLA's got good fans I guess you know you got the guy the Michigan State Ohio State again I guess Ohio State has good fans I've only met a couple of Ohio State fans and they're nowhere near as big as we are but anyway all these schools they've got good fans but they don't have they don't have. Like the Kentucky, like bleed blue fans. They don't have that, man. They're missing that. Coach Cal calls it a blue mist. It doesn't matter if you're in another country, Kentucky fans are going to be there, man. It does not matter. At the Olympics, uh, at the Olympics last year, I remember watching Michael Phelps swim. Michael Phelps is swimming, and the camera pans around to see him get his gold medal, and there's a guy wearing a Kentucky jersey in the stands in Rio. Come on, man. Get out of here. Michael Phelps never said he was a Kentucky fan. Why is that guy there? Because we do not stop. Kentucky basketball does not stop in Kentucky. But, you know... Again, I don't want to take credit away from anybody else because there's definitely good fans out there. There's definitely diehard fans out there. I'm just saying the fan base as a whole is not what Kentucky's is. It's not. I mean, if you think everything that we have as a basketball organization at Kentucky is dedicated to basically glorifying the sport, the team, and the fan base. I mean, Rupp Arena, where we play basketball, where Kentucky plays basketball is the biggest arena solely dedicated to college basketball ever. Ever built, period, nothing is bigger than Rupp Arena. It it just isn't. Something that's dedicated primarily to basketball, basketball first, concerts, arena football, hockey, motocross, all that stuff, secondary. So basketball, we've got the biggest place to do it. You know, a lot of people will jump out and say, well, the Syracuse, they got the big, no, they got the biggest, Syracuse plays in the Orange Dome, uh, or, no, hold on, the Carrier Dome, and that's not the same thing. The Carrier Dome is for football first, and they just, you know, rig it up to play basketball in there, and that doesn't count. But we got the biggest, the biggest area, the biggest place that you can play basketball in, that's what Kentucky is. That's what Kentucky has. It, is, it has. it has been called, I've read this in ESPN articles, the cathedral of college basketball because it is. Because there's never a place, there's, there's not a place in the country, if I want to go watch a regular season basketball game, that I can go and I can sit with 24,000 of my best friends and watch my favorite team play. Because that's what it is. For basketball games, attendance records, Kentucky's got them, and we get them by breaking our own record, not by somebody else jumping out and, and taking it from us. We get it by breaking our own record. 24,000 plus, 24,000 plus people are showing up to watch a basketball game. Nobody else is doing that for other teams. Regular season game, nobody else is packing the house like that. Nobody else can because their arena ain't big enough. So... Everything about Kentucky basketball was built to glorify it and to glorify the fan base and make us that much bigger, to make it to make us that much higher and more elevated than anybody else. And we are. We just we just are. You know, I firmly believe that we're 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 the greatest we're the greatest team ever. We don't have 11 championships yet. We don't have 11 championships yet like UCLA, but we've got 8 and we're closing in on nine, and anybody who thinks we're not closing in on nine has not been watching the game, because we're in the Final Four every other season. We've made like three championship game runs, and we've won one of them, you know. And I mean, over the past few years, the only team who's done better than us as far as making deep runs is concerned... And I don't even know if I'd say has done better than us, but has done as good as maybe Duke. Maybe you could maybe say Duke. But the only reason I think you throw Duke out there is because they've pro- they've got possibly like the greatest coach of all time. You know, Coach K is seriously. I don't I don't like him. I hate him because he coaches Duke. He coaches Duke. He might as well be the Antichrist just because of that. But damn it, dude, he's one of the best coaches ever college and pros, getting, getting everybody to be able to play and win, winning gold medals, winning championships, five championships in like 25 years or something like that. I mean, that's unheard of. You know, nobody does that. Nobody's done that. But they're the only team I could say that's maybe done it like Kentucky has. Maybe. And so, I don't know, man. You Everybody's got their team. Everybody's got their favorite. And again, I'm not taking any, anything away from anybody. There's a lot of great fans out there. A lot of diehard fans out there but nobody does it as good as UK does. Nobody, no just nobody does. There's no way that you could say that any that anyone, any other team does it. And you know, we're 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 closing in on a ninth championship. Again, anybody that thinks that we're not has not been watching the game, and I cannot wait for November to come around so that we can see these guys play and see how close we are at getting that shot for that ninth that ninth trophy. You know, I'm I'm really really banging for it this time, but thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you tuning in again. Give me some feedback if you got it. Hit me up on Twitter, the real Da Perry. Have a great day.